Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor, professional wrestling fan. How are you doing? How are you out there? Hopefully, you are off to a great start this week. You know I record these things on Saturday. There is a lot ahead, and I am excited to chop up this past week's reflections and some looking ahead. A lot of moving and shaking in the hobby uh, each and every week. I mean, you can't go a week without something new happening. We had some bozos out there talking about the hobby crashing. We had a, a, a show going on here during the pandemic, the Dallas show, people bopping around. It looks like there was a lot of masks being worn via Instagram um, this time around, um, which is good. That's positive, trying to take care of ourselves and take care of other uh, collectors. That's a, that's a good sign. Um, but just a, a wild week in the hobby like most are. And I'm here to share my thoughts. I'm here to talk to you about what's top of mind for me. And I'd be remiss in, in not mentioning that we are here live and it's Super Bowl week. You know that big game, that game we all look forward to and what a freaking matchup. I mean, it is what it is. It is a monster. You've got two, you've got legend versus young legend. Um, you've got two battling it out on the gridiron. This is what, uh, this is how movies are made, ladies and gentlemen. This is an exciting matchup. I think, you know, my thoughts, uh, I'll share my thoughts just leading, uh, leading, leading off here. I think, you know, undeniably, Kansas City has been just a juggernaut and a machine offensively and their defense has been service serviceable i mean you they have to be serviceable in order to continue to win games at the clip that they have um i think what we're seeing with the kansas city chiefs offense is one of the most exciting offense we've seen in several years i think patrick mahomes is every bit of great as he shows at his young age under 25 back to his second super bowl hasn't lost a game in his career by more than a touchdown. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like this guy is insane. I think everybody in the hobby, everybody in the world enjoys watching Patrick Mahomes. And then on the other side of it, you've got a guy who's pretty darn familiar with this spot, uh Mr. TB12, Tom Brady, taking care of his bod, sleeping, going to bed at 8 p.m., looking all healthy, looking like uh, you know, he's 34. I mean, geez, this guy's insane. Um, so I, I think uh, this is just a, an exciting matchup. Any football fan should be pumped about this one. I think, you know, my mentality on this one, and I'm still forming my thoughts, and maybe by the time this episode goes live, I'll have a better picture painted. But I'll share my perspective about this. I think, number one, it is really challenging to bet against the Kansas City Chiefs in their offense right now. Like I mentioned, it's one of the best offenses we've ever seen. Um, You've got Andy Reid, who he's got a track record. Whenever you give Andy Reid more than one week to prepare for a team, I mean, it's it's 
astounding. I mean, he's he's winning almost a hundred percent of the time. Um, and with weapons like that, they're just the Kansas City Chiefs are just um, they're they're going to be tough to beat. They really are. Um, they're going to be tough to slow down. I think you know the 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 take is from the public is the Kansas City Chiefs should cover and should win this game. And I think that's um, you know probably the safe bet. I think one of the things you don't want to necessarily see if you're a Chiefs fan or you're betting a lot of money on the Chiefs uh, is the Chiefs going down early. Because you saw in the Buffalo game, Kansas City went down 9-0. And then, you know, the next you blink of an eye, it was 25-9, I think. And the Chiefs were in full control. I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs can afford to get off to a slow start with Tom Brady on the other side. So that's something that I think, you know, it's got to be considering when trying to form your thoughts on what's going to happen with this game. Here's the 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 real talk on uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks and where my my head is at on the Bucks side. I think you've got Vita Vea up front. You've got Sue healthy. You've got Sue up front, and those guys are just terrorizing. I don't like the fact that Fisher is out or appears to be out. I think for the Chiefs. Uh, up front and the Bucks, you know, linebacking core has been highly active. You know, there's some issues at safety right now, but they've the secondary's been they've been they've been making uh, plays. You know, capitalizing. And so, like when I look at this situation with the Tampa Bay Bucks, and I know they got beat up in the regular season a few times, and I know they've got some holes in that team, but. When I look at this squad, it it like it really reminds me about of the teams that Peyton Manning was on when he won the Super Bowl and what the defense did. So if you look at the 06 Colts, um they got Bob Sanders back in the playoffs, uh beat the you know, beat the Chiefs because of him in that opening matchup, just made plays, went on the run. And it was really like Manning was Manning throughout those playoffs, but it was really the the reason they won the Super Bowl that year was because the defense stepped up at the right time. Um, you go back and you look at the 2015 Broncos, another Manning Super Bowl year, and undeniably Manning was kind of a couple steps back, definitely a couple steps back from what TB12 is right now. Um, but it was, you know, Von Miller, it was that defense that really carried them forward and they hit that. They were really good in the regular season, but once the playoffs come came, they hit uh, overdrive. And, you know, Von Miller was the Super Bowl MVP that year. That goes to show you how impactful that defense was. So I am not ready to tell you who I think is going to win. I'll let you know this week. I certainly will. But I'm not as confident, I think, as the general public on the Kansas City Chiefs, even though Mahomes is great, because I really... And I know there's some experience there. They were there in the game last year, but I really value um, a lot of experience and no one has more of that than Tom Brady. And I really value the emerging emerging defenses and defenses that click at the same time. Probably because I, as a fan of the Indianapolis Colts, I reaped the benefits of that and got, you know, our first Super Bowl and only Super Bowl. So I just think you got to look at the matchups you got to look at the situations. It's going to be a hell of a game. It's the best game for the football card market possible. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but let's go. Let's get fired up, right? It's Super Bowl week, baby. Get your chicken wings going. Hopefully you got those orders in, getting some pizzas, some nachos, um, all of that stuff.
stuff, the dips, oh baby, cream cheese, get it all going. You know, the, the challenge to the Stacking Slabs family is unless you don't wake up the next morning and you're hurting, you did the Super Bowl wrong. You really did. Like, you should be feeling like, you should feel be starting to feel like shit a little bit once the weekend hits, but keep pushing it. Keep That's cookie time. That's like chocolate chip cookies and ice cream. When the weekend is is uh is is going live and and i have seen the weekend live and i'm telling you man who that guy can put on a freaking show who does this is what i like about the weekend the weekend was underground house of balloons thursday all that stuff the early stuff i was on the weekend from the jump and then he got you know started to elevate he's a great marketer i can respect his game and now he's doing the super bowl halftime show but this is what i can tell you the weekend has never compromised his brand. And that's what I like about the weekend. He is the same guy all the way through. He just got a little popular. So I am fired up for the weekend. I'll be eating some chocolate chip cookies. I'll be eating some ice cream. And and let me tell you, everyone, this will be after all the nachos and the wings and all that stuff. And I'm planning to just be like to to loosen up my belt once he jumps on stage and gets it going. And I am fired up for the Super Bowl. I'm so fired up for the Super Bowl. That when I was thinking about the hobby hustle this week, and I'm going to tell you, I've got a pipeline of awesome guests on the horizon, great people on the show, but I felt absolutely compelled that I had to bring on someone who had already been on the show, but I view, I'm a fan of one of my favorite football collectors, and probably, no, I'm going to say it, my favorite football collector in the hobby because I like his game. The Captain 37, my man, my man Kevin Randall, I'm bringing him back on the hobby hustle this week. You know why? Because this guy is a guy I learned from when it comes to operating in the football card market. And the dude, not I mean, I'm in a Peyton Manning group chat with him, learn a ton from him, but he also collects Brady and Mahomes. So why wouldn't I bring him on? Um, really excited to share that conversation with you. Um, he is he's the man. Um, and we're just gonna be chopping up Super Bowl. So get ready for this. Hell of a season, an incredible job. I'm glad it pretty much unscathed football season happened. And I think we should all be blessed for that. I am very thrilled right now. And on the other side of this, we will, we uh, will, we'll know who won, but the Royal rumble is this Sunday as I record this and it is my just favorite event of the year. I've mentioned on the last show, I've been the last four years live and in person, but I got a zoom call going with my degenerate wrestling friends jump on. I'm going to watch that on Sunday. Got it blocked out Royal Rumble, baby. A lot of speculation. There's a lot of uncertainty. You know, I'm I'm wavering right now on how I feel, and I'll just put it on record here. Again, I'm I'm hedging. I'm a hedger because I'm not quite ready. Actually, I'll probably give you. I'll give you my pick on the men's side. The women's side, I'm not formed yet, but I'll give you my pick on the men's side. So as I record this, and I'm doing this in real time, um, I just I actually was just messaging Cardboard Underground. He's a member of the Stacking Slabs family, wrestling fan, shooting back and forth, asked me if I'd seen SmackDown this week. I did, and we were chopping back and forth and talking about picks, and I gave him three names on the men's side. I said, all right, dude, I think it is going to be either Daniel Bryan, and I think each of these guys, whoever wins out of these three, will face will be on face Roman Reigns. So that so I think Roman Reigns is going to take down Kevin Owens in the last man standing match, but this is the WrestleMania match. So 
Daniel Bryan. There's a good story there. Everyone loves Daniel Bryan. He's the ultimate good versus the ultimate evil in Roman Reigns right now. DB, I think this could be kind of his final stretch. You give him the Royal Rumble and give him that kind of last big moment at WrestleMania, well-deserved. There's an option there on the SmackDown roster too. The other two options are guys that haven't been announced. And we all know the Royal Rumble is all about surprises. So I'm saying it could be a surprise. So I'm going to give you two names. And if you look on my Instagram feed, I will have posted some of these cards of these guys uh, before the Rumble. I'm going to give you the name of John Cena. Big match John returning, being in the Rumble, potentially winning, facing Roman Reigns. They had a match. Um, when they were getting reigns over with Cena, and Cena was in between Hollywood, that it's no mercy, freaking banger. And we just, as wrestling fans, haven't seen the John Cena and Roman Reigns match enough. So there's one. But if I had to put my money on it, put my money where my mouth is, I think the winner of the 2021 Royal Rumble, and we'll see if I'm right on the other side of this because it'll already be done, is Brock. Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is my pick to return and win the Rumble and play the protagonist, I guess, or babyface, I guess, if you can call him that, in a Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar round three. And Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman is on Roman Reigns' side. So that is my pick, and I am fired up for it. Man, I love the Royal Rumble. There's, speaking of events, the Dallas show is actively happening as I record this. Looks like people are being safe, having fun. Man, that show looks good. Uh, just incredible. Um, hope, hope I've been following it from Instagram. Looks like just a good time to be alive. Um, people slanging cards. People wearing masks. I you got uh, Investacart Eddie dropping videos. There's a plug for you, Eddie. Investacart Eddie dropping videos like a madman because he's always alive. Man, I love the hobby. It's a ton of fun, and everyone's bringing their freaking energy. I'll tell you what. I, I'm smoked 24-7, but the hobby reinvigorates me. And you know why I'm smoked 24-7? Because I am building a damn company right now. I am building a company with a group of amazing people, and we are setting out to solve a big problem in the content consumption game with B2B marketing. So I am getting to play and operate in my space and build a company around a problem that I believe in. I am hitting it hard. And tell, let me tell you, I've told my CEO this. I said, you know, I'm kind of using the stacking slabs model to get us going off the ground in terms of content creation. I launched a podcast this week, uh, 3C Podcast, Curating Content Creator. So if you want to hear a professional, Brett, there's a plug. It's really the same guy. It's, 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 I'm, I'm talking to marketers like I talk to people in cards, but launch the podcast, creating content, I'm building the damn company out, but it's so much fun. I love being in the startup space. I love the mentality. I love being able to set the tone for our company, uh, pick out a problem that we have and go to war with it. And I'm doing that. So it's just an amazing team, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's around the clock job. You know, I'm, I'm gaming uh, on Saturday before I record this. I'm just, you got to be in the game, trying to stand out, raise some money, make some noise. Just great expectations for this business. But as I'm building this business with a group of great people, I always try to think of like, what are those opportunities that I can take what I'm learning on the professional side and share it with my stacking slabs homies? 
And the big thing this week, I think I'm highly focused on building our brand and I'm highly focused on setting the tone, creating our messaging. And as I was doing this, as I'm thinking through this and it's on my mind 24 seven, I, I was triggered with the thought and this is what happens when I listen to good content and you know, Kyle from Wax Museum, who gets plugged on here regularly, but he creates good content, and I want to talk about stuff that he talks about. Um, he was talking about uh, the grading company HGA, and he did a great job of just talking through, you know, what he his thoughts were, what the market's thoughts were, and what ownership says about like what they're trying to do, some gaps, this and that, and like the punchline, the kind of the hierarchy is that like this is a great thing, like we need more competition in grading. Um, but like one of the, my big takeaways from his episodes was, man, there are so many companies that are popping up in the market. And of course there are, cause the hobby's expanding more money coming in, more problems, more opportunity to build solutions that people and that the hobby needs, which is fantastic. But one of the things in the biggest gap that I've seen with a lot of these companies, and this isn't pointed at HGA specifically, this is just pointed at companies is that there needs to be and this is this is coming from my lens and my lens is messaging creating marketing programs it's just getting in the game where you're communicating with the market when i when i jumped in and created stacking slabs i didn't like i didn't stand on like a platform and say i am brett from stacking slabs like here is my platform listen to my show my process was I'm going to get into social, I'm going to meet people, I'm going to learn, and I'm going to share what I'm learning. So I just think there is a big opportunity for a lot of these companies to think strategically about their message because the message is what matters. If you don't get your message right, no one's going to listen to you and you're going to get tuned out. So I put out there, what are you better at than a majority of the people that you interact with? Confidence doesn't mean arrogance. Remember that. Lean into your superpower. The more unique skills that we have directed at the market, the more, the better we will operate. I can tell you this, confidence, not arrogance. What I do professionally in terms of communication, marketing, yada, 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 what I do professionally, I am probably more skilled at when I'm thinking about those issues in the hobby than a majority of individuals. And I know that. And there are skills that you have as the listener that you're way more skilled at than, than I am or other people in the hobby. So that tweet, the, the, that post that was put out there to just emphasize, hey, we all have something special. There's a million freaking problems going on in the hobby right now. Like lean into what you have that special and let's go. So I think like from my lens, I'm hypersensitive when it comes to new companies being launched, marketing, messaging. Why? Because this is the world I live in. This is what I do for a living. And I've honestly said, maybe, you know what? I actually said this to my brother. You know what? Like with all these new companies popping up, like, man, there is an opportunity for me to take my skills and work with other companies in the hobby and do some consulting. Like there's an opportunity there. Um, I don't have the time for that right now, but there's an opportunity. And so that's just in a little inside look on how I think about the market, how I think about what I'm good at and how I think I can help other people in the hobby. There are other people with certainly great skills. Um, and I, I use these guys a lot, but just like if you look at the card ladder team, you got Josh, 
who not only has the hobby experience, but he has a technical background on, on the website build. You've got Chris, who not only has the hobby experience, but he's got the law degree, deep researching capabilities, very analytical. And they're taking those forces and combining them to create a solution that improves the hobby. Okay? Like, that's what I'm talking about. Um, so the point of what I'm trying to say here is like, we all have superpowers. Understand your superpower, apply it to the hobby. And like, I'm emphasizing this on new companies forming. No, like, I, I do not care how fast, how quick the technology, I don't care. What I care about is being able to trust you with my money and that you're going to deliver a service that matters. And in order for me to trust you, you got to find ways to get into the game where I'm at and provide value. And so that comes with storytelling, that comes with activity on social. It's not just a, oh, I'm going to get on this podcast and talk about it. It is a 24-7 thing. And if you're out there and you've got a company farming right now and you do not have someone thinking about marketing, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about lead generation marketing. I'm talking about brand building. If you don't have someone, if, if it's not you as the CEO or you don't have someone doing it and they're not in the game meeting with the hobby, meeting with the community, talking, interacting, if you don't have someone doing that, you are doing it wrong. Trust me, you are doing it wrong. That is a straight shot and a straight recommendation for anyone starting a business in the hobby right now. And I'm passionate about it because this is what I believe in. And this is what I am doing with my damn company right now. And we are gaining traction after a month. After a month, because we are exposing a massive problem in the, in the market that we're serving. And we're creating value and content to help support it. So that's what I'm just saying. And I'm fired up about it. I, just, I want the freaking hobby to be live. I don't want people pushing their solutions without earning trust first. I have got an email that hit my inbox yesterday, which is amazing. And that's my BGS order. Beckett is alive, baby. Yeah. So this is how it went down. I'm sitting on my couch, probably watching the NBA. Love League Pass. Shout out League Pass. Shout out all you League Pass users. You know who's a, I got to shout him out because you, I talk to a lot of people, but my man, Pack Profits, Greg, that guy's a League Pass degenerate. He's watching all the stuff. Shout out, Greg. Um, but I'm sitting there watching League Pass and my wife goes, what is this charge for $594 to Beckett? Without even responding, I got up in my chair and I just started dancing like a madman. Yeah, yeah, baby, Beckett. And I said, don't worry, babe. I'm putting the money in the bank account right now to cover that charge. But I can't believe Beckett charged me. That means my card's got to be coming. The amazing thing about this, and I'm, this is back to what I was just talking about with communication. The fact that like I was not notified about like no emails, no, and that's I don't want to get into this. Like I could go into Beckett right now and look at the way they're operating in their process and just small tweaks and changes in terms of communication strategy to build and develop loyalty to get people like me, get people like you coming back and continuing to sub. People don't want to come back to companies that have really bad experiences with them. And I wouldn't classify my experience with Beckett bad. I wouldn't because I have a contact and he's been responsive, but it shouldn't be so transactional where I have to reach out. There should be a process implemented in place 
that gives me the confidence that I know when my card's getting charged, that I know when my cards are going to be here. And so I'm just saying that I got my email, got my grades. I looked at Beckett. Definitely. I heard Adam, uh, the real 27 guy talk about some cards he got back from uh, Beckett a little bit ago and was a little concerned about the grading said, you know, he thought they might be a little better. They should have been a little better. I think everyone kind of says that with their cards, if they don't strike gold all the time, I looked at my grades and I just might, my first response was, yeah, these are, this is a little bit tougher than PSA. But on the flip side of that, I haven't seen the card since June. And that was, I'd never subbed with Beckett before. And that's early in my maturation in the hobby. So we'll see. But anywho, I will be, um, not sure what my card should be here in early next week. I'm going to go live with them, do the unboxing, share them all out. I'm probably going to put most of it on eBay. Um, but if anyone wants them, holla at me. They'll be for sale. Um, and they're going to be for sale because I want funds to go buy cards of guys that I'm collecting. And there is Peyton Manning stuff in there, and there is Seku stuff in there, and there's a bunch of stuff. But I was looking at the list, and I don't think I want to keep any of the cards. They're just not cards that I want to PC right now. Um, I've kind of evolved a little bit um, in terms of the types of cards that I want. I want to shout out and promote my man, Jeremy, Sports Card Live. Tonight, I am as I record, as I record this, it'll go back. So go hit his channel and check out the conversation. I will be on Sports Card Live um, doing a, a recording with him. I did a pre-show with him. Really good dude. Honored he uh, he uh, reached out to me. I'm fired up for that conversation. So go check out uh, Jeremy's channel, Sports Card Live. Hit that subscribe button. He is a uh, a pillar of Saturday nights in the hobby. I want to also shout out all my wrestling card collectors out there. It's incredible. I put out a tweet earlier this week just trying to get the wrestling card community together. And I said something to the effect of like, you know, wrestling card people are making me happy. We're all degenerates. Tagging two people that love wrestling cards like you. I'll start this tag in. And I tagged in my man Zan Morning and I tagged in David Peck. And it was like, I looked at my phone like an hour later and there was like a (laughs) hundred... hundred tweets of people to, and it was fun. Like I know most of the stuff I talk about is Instagram, but um, that was fun because I just like hit follow on all these wrestling card collectors. And I just have, obviously, you know, I'm passionate about wrestling and I just have so much fun uh, connecting with anyone who's about that. And I want to shout out my man, Yamwax, uh, dude, one of the best guys going in the hobby. Yamwax, like he just shows up like Yamwax, follows certain shows he follows my show which i i appreciate that um and he's just a good connector he gets engaged and man he's just a good dude he 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 sent me a little care package i'm gonna do a video when that comes but he's so such a pro he shot me a video to talk to me about what he was putting in that package just quality content just good dude so i know i shout him out on the show a few times but if you don't follow yamwax what are you doing go follow him i want to just say a little note here um and this is not to be an asshole, but just kind of describe how I think about this show and what I'm about. I've been like slam- slammed, and this is this might sound like, dude, like, what is he doing? Like, he's being a dick about this, but I- I'm not because I I, I just got to just share if anyone's out there listening, and I just got to just got to talk about it because it's on my chest. So. I've been like slammed with different advertisers and vendors recently, whether it's DMs on Instagram, emails, and people that are trying to get me to get engaged with them, to 
get aligned with their product or service um, and potentially do some sort of advertising, this and that, um, which, you know, part of it is certainly flattering. I think this show's gotten to the point where people uh, are interested in potentially pay me, paying me to get placed on this show, but like, which is great. But, and I just want to, here's my feedback to anyone reaching out to me. I, I don't necessarily look like, I don't, I'm not here doing stacking slabs to chase the paper. I know that sounds crazy because that's what a lot of people do. This is a passion project for me. If I can turn this passion project into something that I can monetize in a way that makes me feel good and I think is given back to the greater good of the hobby, I certainly will will uh, think about that. And I'm not sent here to say I'll never have ads on this show. I'm not here to say that at all. That would be silly of me. But I think part of the reason people listen to this show and like this show because they know I'm real and they know I'm not in it for the paper. I'm in it to give back. So brands that are reaching out to me in the industry, and a lot of these people could be new companies forming who should be thinking about their messaging. This is a messaging advice. You need to understand what I'm about and what this show is about and how your solution fits into that before you reach out to me and before I'm going to give you the time. I, my job is to get people's attention. My job is to figure out why you and then put in why we should talk. I'm very focused on outreach. So come, come with it. Listen to a show. Drop a quote. Be personalized. Tell me why you should, we should work together. Don't just come at me with some blanket statements just because you're another company. There are so many companies out there. And, and this show is about serving the greater good. So if you got a product that I like and I think can serve the greater good, come with a good outreach to me and that will at least start the conversation. Just, you can tell, maybe I've been getting a few of these recently. I think one of the things that I noticed in talking with, you know, over the last 10 months with so many people in the hobby is that like great collectors never look back. And I said, the most sound collectors never look back. They sold a card for 10X a year later, get sniped in an auction they've been monitoring for 10 days, returns, returns, deal with more returns. The Hall of Fame wing has great cards, but even stronger mental health. Jeff from Pat Geek talking about his Patrick Mahomes cards, man, the amount of cash that guy could be sitting on right now if he still had those cards. And sorry, sorry, Jeff, I'm not, not trying to open up sore wounds. But when I had him on the show and he just talked about his mindset and what he had got because he sold those cards. I just, it was a great mentality and inspired the tweet. I think this is a career of ups and downs, highs and lows in the market, and you just got to keep charging forward. Um, you know, and a lot of the time it's, you know, if you're selling prospects, you're trying to move into legends. So that you're not going to hit on all prospects. Some of the prospects will hit. And it's just like, it's a different, it's just a, having a strong mindset and, and keep charging forward. I, that's like, Long, long game. And that's just an advice to anyone out there who's maybe, you know, missed out on a couple hundred bucks, maybe a thousand bucks just because they sold too early. There's only so much you can control. So focus on what you can control. One of the things I can't control is my uh, eBay searches. They were getting out of hand. I needed an update. And you know what I did? I'm a maniac. I just went and deleted them all and said, all right, Brett. What do you want to be searching right now? What do you care most about? And I just reset it. And now I feel really good. 
I try to limit my eBay use to limited a couple times a day. But now when I get on there, oh boy, it's I'm I'm reinvigorated. So that's just some advice. Um other advice is, you know, just if you got a platform and you're creating value and content, keep pushing. Like we need more people to to share their their perspective and be consistent. Um so just keep going. I appreciate all the uh the new people coming out there creating content. I think the more the more we have it with good intention, the better off this hobby will be. We need diversity with ages. We need diver we just need male, female, like you name it, like different ages. Share your thoughts. Keep going. Like don't stop doing it. Seeing people continue and hustle inspires me. Um, that's my mentality. It's go, go, go all the time. So keep rolling, man. Keep going. Keep doing your thing. That's all I gotta say about that. I put out some random thoughts this morning on Instagram and I just want to quick hit talk through those because I have just been, and this is like something I need to work on, but my sleep ever since I started this new job hasn't been great. And sleep's a very important thing, I think, for health and mental health in general. So that's something I'm working on. But my mind is just constantly going with new ideas and things that I should be working on, things I could be working on. So I woke up, I think I, man, it was like, I did a little bit of the crossover and I I like the crossover on, I love the chat. So I got my chat in. But then I love now that it's a podcast, I get to listen to it the next week when I'm walking, looking after my mental health. So I did a little crossover last night and then I watched SmackDown and then I I went to bed and it was like one in the morning and then I woke up and it was like six, it was like five hours. Woke up and I was like, oh man, I should I just can't sleep in. And I was getting ready for a run and then I was like, ah, oh, let me see what's what's going on Instagram. And I got a DM from Lameem after I posted this stuff, which is like, I'm like, okay, Lameem's ahead of me now. And just thinking about the time frames. But I just put some random thoughts together. I was like, you know what? Like, I've got nothing to do right now. I'm just going to fire off some like 20 things that I'm thinking about right now. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to just, I'm not going to spend a ton of time. Rapid fire down those 20 things that I talked about that I put on that list. I got great feedback from people. So I just want to, for people who didn't see it, like this is just like this week. Here are some thoughts. So take care of physical and mental health. It should be your first priority. If you're not being good to yourself, you're not going to be good to other people in your hobby. Find, figure out how like small incremental changes. Make sure you are whether, and I'm not here to preach and tell you what to do, but just be focused on those two things. If you're not looking after those two things, you're not going to be happy. If you're not happy, you're probably stressed. You're probably going to react to things in the hobby a little bit differently. And, and that's just a recommendation. It's something I've evolved with over time. HGA, new grading company. I think this is great that there's new, new, new grading companies. I think, you know, don't just sit back and just like point fingers and say this and that. Try it. Like we should, if, you, if you're interested or you're not, just try it. Like we need to get involved with these companies to prove out if there's something we should uh, try over time communication gaps in the hobby. There's tons of them. I've already touched on them. I'm going to be beating that drum for a long time because I think it's something that I'm good at and it's something that I think the hobby as a whole isn't necessarily good at. So I'm going to be evaluating opportunities for uh, the hobby to get better at that and share my thoughts. That's all I'm saying there. I think there are a ton of smart people without big platforms. Just because you have a lot of numbers doesn't mean you're a smart person. Patience is huge in the hobby. Be disciplined and be freaking patient. It, you don't need to 
make rash decisions and do things like the more you sit back, I, the more I sit back and think about the next moves I want to make when it comes to buying and selling, the better off the decisions are all the time. GameStop. I'm so tired of hearing about GameStop, but when I heard that story, all I could think about is how could we do this for wax? How could we do this for what's going on with wax in this market? Is there an opportunity? I don't know. I haven't thought through that yet, but if there is, I'm all about getting together and trying to make it happen. What do you think, everybody? Be fans of people that are making it happen in the hobby. Like you should get to the, there should be people that you're following that you appreciate so much that if they had a jersey, like a hobby jersey with their number and name on the back, you would say, I want to buy their jersey and you would rock the shit out of that jersey at the national. And like, if you saw him, you'd be like, yo, let me get a photo. Let me get an autograph. Like, that's a thing. Like, I've, there are people like that out there that I'd buy their jersey. So just make sure that you're, 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 you're being a fan of certain people. I think Prism is extremely overrated. Um, I do have Prism cards. I think some Prism cards, some sets and yours are good. But, like, I just I, – with the quantities and I just can't, like, get over the fact that it, that's the card that everyone's obsessed over. But I will say you got to be in the game with Prism cards because that's what the market wants. Don't hedge your bets on bet on unproven sets. So many sets come out every week. Don't get lost in that. Galactics kick fucking ass. They're my favorite cards. Come on. Who owns a Galactic out there? It'll change your life. Seriously. The sh- revolution, the short print, the scarcity of these things. It has aesthetics. It has the scarcity component. I mean, these things are so limited. Like I talked about my Seiku Galactic. Not one of them had been graded by PSA. I was the first. These cards are awesome. Shout out to all my Galactic people out there. Galactics, let's go. Peyton and Curry are my favorite play- athletes, so that's why I collect them. They're ex- extremely underrated, too, in the spirit of the hobby, and that makes it even more fun. Be strategic with the way you DM people. Um, that is our LinkedIn in-mail in the hobby. And if you send someone an, a message for the first time that's bad, you might never, not ever hear from them again or ever have a chance to talk with them. Size of your audience doesn't matter, but engagement does. If you are putting yourself through financial burden, you're doing the hobby the wrong way. Reevaluate and reset. No one has time for politics in the hobby. Don't talk politics. That's an easy way to get blocked. I don't care what side you're on. I don't want to hear it. I come to the hobby to talk about cards. Passionate people always prevail in the hobby. The example I always have is Yamwax, man. Like the, I, I talk about this example like a couple months ago, I was like in, in between meetings and he had an Instagram live going where he's talking about tennis cards and he's just so passionate about what he's collecting. I could care less about tennis cards, but I sat and watched 15 minutes of it. Be passionate. Wrestling cards, man. That's all I got to say. I love all you guys who collect wrestling cards. Brady and Mahomes is the best Super Bowl imaginable for the football card market, full stop. People who make a habit out of being kind are the lifeblood of the hobby. Thank you so much for not thinking about you and your your cards, but how you can make the hobby a better place. Thank you. I'm thanking them, but I got to say, go out and tell someone today, thank you for what they're doing in the hobby. You don't understand when someone hits you with one of those, how, how that can just completely change the, the game. It could be someone that you're a fan of, someone whose jersey you want. Just go tell them thanks. All right, let's close out with this. Something happened this past week that was completely inspiring. And it was, I know, this, it was a moment in time where I knew I was in the right hobby. I put out different opinions, different mindsets. These are competing thoughts that make the hobby move. 
but sometimes we we become a collective. There are moments when we rally, stand up for a common belief, always unite when it means protecting what you love. Well, a guy named David put out a post this week and he put it out there because he wanted a bunch of attention and wanted us to talk, talk about it. I'm not mentioning his name again, but what I will say, the reaction of the market was fantastic. It was protection. It was people standing up for what they believed in. It was rallying, and I love that. There will always be people that are going to stay stuff because they are greedy and they want attention. People who are greedy and want attention and provide no value to the market, we don't say their names. So we will not say his name ever again on stacking slabs. And this is a, don't try not to. He turned his back. He turned heel on the damn hobby, okay? It was like his, uh, it's like we were Marty Jannetty and he was Shawn Michaels and he threw us through the barbershop window. Never again, never again. But I'll tell you what, I am damn proud of all of you. I'm damn proud of the, the passion, the take, the comments. You all inspire me. You inspire me and fire me up. And I was like, this rules. Like every, I feel like I'm a, this is like Braveheart, Braveheart type stuff. So I just want to close out and just say thank you to all you members of Stacking Slabs family that are about something, about this hobby, about making it a better place. If you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button. Leave that five-star review. I could use some more reviews. Follow me across all social channels. Happy Super Bowl week. Check out the Captain episode on the Hobby Hustle on Friday. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you, and I'll talk to you on Friday. Peace.